What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. My name's Clive and I'm joined by Ricky. How are you this evening, Ricky? Yeah, good evening. I'm doing well yourself. I'm feeling apologetic tonight. Why is that? Well, we said last week that we wouldn't um, make Tuesday a regular occurrence for the podcast, but this week due to kids starting school at certain time like primary school and high school there's family coming over so the house is going to be busy so that's fine no problem doing an earlier podcast but I also got my guests mixed up I thought the big fish that you talked about last week was coming on this week got me all in a fuddle and I may have may have to delay I get another guest that I had planned for a couple of weeks still so apologies to all involved and the listeners for having another early podcast. But, what can you do? Yep, family comes first. It does. Uh, you're sounding very clear and crisp tonight. Care to explain why? <laughs> I'd have posted every other week. Um, no, no, you just sound different. Well, I've stopped using my phone um, when we Skype one another. I'm, I've finally got my laptop. Well, I'm not, I've had it for a long time. Just got up, up and running, using it properly. Got myself my headphones in, got my new mic. So hopefully the clarity and the sound, etc., is is still all right. Well, it sounds fantastic on my end. That's perfect. Now I just need to figure out how the, why the hell my camera isn't working on a laptop. But that's for another day. You can maybe footer about during the call, just as long as you don't cut us off. Yeah. I have a feeling it's got something to do with the internet connection. It seems to be it's been down. The internet connection around this area for the last three or four days. I've been struggling to get anything, so I'm wondering if it's got anything to do with that. But the lack of strong internet connection seems to suggest on the on the website that it might stop you from actually getting a video call on the go. But we'll see. We'll see. So, believe it or not, SummerSlam weekend is this weekend. It's kind of crept up on us. Would you agree? Yeah, it's come a lot. It's come quicker than like you're kind of anticipated, to be honest. Do you think part of that is because there's not much to look forward to? No. Um, uh, for my personal opinion, I'm quite. I wouldn't say I like. I'm very over the top excited for it. There's just certain matches I am looking forward to. Some I could do without. Um, it's real 50-50 for me on the card. Uh-huh. But I think as long as one thing happens at SummerSlam, you know, for me, it will be regarded as, as a success. What's that? 
as long as Brock Lesnar doesn't walk out with the title on Sunday, um, and that's kind of an indictment on the current Raw product or the current Raw title scene that that if that happens, I'm going to class it as a successful pay per view, and that's kind of where we are in terms of the main event scene at Raw, and it's you know it's not it's quite a damn shame it's not exactly. It's not great, but unfortunately, that's where we are at the moment. Well, funny you say that because I've kind of did a because this was a sort of last minute podcast. wasn't much preparation involved, and we're also missing the Raw and SmackDown before SummerSlam, so another reason for my apologetic emotions right now. So there is a chance that when this airs, I don't know, maybe the B team have got CM Punk and Colt Kamana fighting them for the tag team titles something like that could have happened on Raw and we won't know about it I doubt that might happen yeah, that's that's not going to happen is it stranger things have happened Ever. <laughs> I know uh, that might be a match at all in actually <laughs> but see the I sort of colour coded the matches so we've got red for Raw blue for Smackdown obviously uh, Raw is the three hour show the flagship show it has five matches on the card. SmackDown has six. And one of the Raw matches is Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Um, and let's say one or two matches might actually get added on between yeah. now and then. That's true. But who knows, maybe they'll do something with Sasha and Bailey. maybe they'll be in a tag team match, but I think the card is pretty much set in stone. Maybe one or two things... Um, because at the moment, I don't think we're entirely sure what the Raw tag title is. That is that been confirmed? I don't think it has. No. Because tonight, because tonight, well, tonight we're not entirely sure when the podcast is going to release, but certainly for us tonight, Raw still will take place, like you say. So there's that triple threat for the title taking place tonight. So, and I kind of think that what will happen is I think the B team will probably end up pinning um, Bray Wyatt or Matt Hardy. And then we'll most likely get B-Team versus The Revival because The Revival weren't pinned in this match tonight. That's just my theory. Well, there have been a lot of rumours kind of stoked, stoked by Matt Hardy himself that he's close to retirement. So I wonder if he'll get one last SummerSlam pay-per-view under his belt uh, with a match against the B-Team to sort of finish that feud once and for all and for Matt Hardy to say ta-ta. Oh, well, he's certainly been alluding to it on um, Twitter. Very much so. But, the, like the whole... I'm just looking again here. There's nothing that, from the Raw side that's really screaming out to me as something that's must-see. The one the thing I would say I'm looking forward to is Dolph Ziggler versus Seth and maybe the outcome of Strowman versus Kevin Owens. But apart from that, it's not looking good for the red brand, in my opinion. And I think I watched SmackDown there. Um, excellent stuff with the Miz promo. Daniel Bryan interference as well during the, on the set of Miz and Misses. Really good tag team match between The Bar and New Day. I just think SmackDown's starting to hit its stride and Raw is just stagnant as ever at the moment. And it's starting to, it shows in the layout of this card for me. And one thing that has been a glaring omission, I would say, I have been patient, but I'm a bit disappointed that Sasha and Bailey, with only one Raw left before SummerSlam, don't have anything on paper yet. You know, it's, it's quite... 
It's funny and ironic that you say that. That there's not much happening on the raw side for you. It's funny because there's only one match on the raw side I'm not really looking forward to. Balor and Cody. Uh, and that is yep. Because I'm I'm in, I'm very intrigued in terms of what they might do with Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss. I think I think Ronda Rousey's been excellent. Um, kind of reminiscent of Angle's first year. And I'm not saying that she's hit those heights or she's on that same trajectory, but similarities in the sense that she's come in from no wrestling background and she's actually doing very well. Seth and Dolph, the matches alone I've enjoyed. Um, you then move on to <clears throat> Roman and Brock. Which, like I say, the last couple of matches haven't been great, and I kind of hope they they, they lean more so towards what they've done uh, three years ago at WrestleMania. If not, I would like to see Roman just beat up the holy hell out of Brock and get the win. And I'm also intrigued by Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman because that stipulation, and I think you've said it before, it, you tend to think that Kevin Owens is going to win that match, but otherwise, why would they have that stipulation in there? I know. Why do they have that there? So, I said, I'm... I'm so, that's four matches for me, Rossi. B-team and Revival, if that happens... Um, I like the B team. I'm not going to turn around and say this is going to be like one of the best matches of the night or it's going to be a great match or anything. I just I like the B team. It could, and for all we know, the Revival could, could win. Um, getting that long overdue um, tag titles on the main scene and the main roster. Um, and Finn Balor and Baron Corbin is what it is. <sighs> Tell you what, right, we'll go, we'll, what we'll do is I've got the matches laid out here that are still from a website. No particular order whatsoever. I have lumped the a couple of matches together for a reason. But we'll start with what I have here and we'll have a wee quick chat about each matchup prediction and move on. Shall we stick with that for the format for the night? Yeah, that's fine. So the first one here, I've got Andre Dalmas and Zelina Vega versus Lana and Rusev. What do you think about this pairing? These pairings? So I enjoyed the match they had on... Smackdown um, was it a couple of weeks ago and, and to be honest with you it's it, it's just it's nice to get Almas on the card so I'm I'm happy with that and it's nice to also get Rusev on the card two of my favourites so no real complaints about this it'll most likely end up in the pre-show which as much as I love Rusev and Almas it, it kind it belongs on a pre-show as opposed to putting the cruiserweights on the pre-show or putting another Potential another title match on a pre-show, so yeah, I'm like I say, I'm happy just for them to get more exposure. Happy and be happy for them to be on SummerSlam, and you know we get to see Lana and uh, <coughs> Selena Vega again. Um, now I'm not saying their matches were blew me away or anything like that, but you know, like I'm just like I say, there's more so the fact that Almas and Rusev under one card. And, and I would have liked to have seen Al, uh, Rusev and Aiden English. I kind of have a feeling Aiden English is going to either cost Rusev and Lana the match, or like intentionally or unintentionally, which will probably like, eventually lead to Rusev versus Aiden English at some point. Yeah, I've not really. I think you're right that 
Aidan English will cost him the match and it might be intentionally just the way things have panned out over the last few weeks. Keeps costing them matches by accident. Always apologetic, but both Rana and Rana. That can be their couple's name. Or Lucef. Uh, Rusev and Lana have been a bit sort of impatient with all these carry-ons, so I think English himself would be pissed off because although he keeps trying, he's not getting treated well. What I'm a bit worried about is... SummerSlam has not been kind to Rusev at all uh, for the last few years. So SummerSlam 2015 had that shit show. Funnily enough, it was a mixed tag match with Lana involved again. Uh, with, um, who was it, Dolph Ziggler and Summer Rae. Mm-hmm. That was pants. 2016, they didn't even have a match. Roman Reigns and Rusev started fighting and then it just got called off because Roman Reigns was going in a tear. Last year, he got squashed by Randy Orton in the matter of minutes, if that. So just from a booking and fan a fan acceptance point of view, I don't think it's going to be a good night for Rusev once again. No, I don't think it is at all either. But I think it's more so because they're going to, going to be because of Aid English's interference. And, and Rana could be a new name for our good buddy Rance. I thought maybe you thought it was going to be Rance and Lana combined. That is a good one. Rance and, uh, Rance and who? Well, it would be Lana, but Lana would be punching above her weight there, wouldn't she? Well, he's got quite a thing professionally for Lana Lane, who's going to be in the May Young Classic, so maybe that could be it, the Rana, the Rana movement. That's it. So, you predict a win for Almas and Vega? Yes. As do I then, that's fine. So, moving on to the next match on the list, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. This, can you believe they're having another match? Why is this rivalry being tweaked out for another match at SummerSlam, no, no less? Like, giving Corbin the whole Constable Corbin gimmick, it's fine because it gives him something, you know, but I couldn't care less about Corbin. Like, he's got... Two real good moves, and other than that, I don't care. Um, it's just unfortunate for Finn Balor. This is where he's stuck at the moment. Um, like I said, the sooner they move on from this feud, the better. Um, it can only really go up from here from Finn, I believe. I mean, but yeah, like I said, when I said about their first match they had on the pay-per-view, the last pay-per-view, I said, who cares? And I'm of the same opinion. Yep. What I don't get about this is Finn Balor won the first feud, first match in this, which has now turned into a feud. And usually, sort of um, storytelling 101, you have to overcome the heel, and the heel didn't win the first match, so it's a bit pointless having this. And Baron Corbin gets enough TV time for me, and apart from the Constable Corbin gimmick, there's no harm in having him involved in some sort of daft segment at SummerSlam, me backstage bit or comes out and get soaks up the booze from the crowd, there's no need for a match, for him to have a match in my opinion. Um, Finn Balor is strange because as far as we're aware, he's very popular with fans, young, old, male, female, and he's sort of labelled, not labelled, saddled with this shit match. Yep, I, I, I agree. He's it's it's beneath him. Y- yes, it is. 
So like I said, I, I don't have anything else to add on to that because that's one of the that's the raw match I couldn't care less about. <laughs> right, fair. I'm more than happy to move on. <laughs> Who have you got for a win then, Finn? Yeah, Finn. I hope so. Um, I don't know what will happen. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Corbin won with like a clean roll up or something, shite like that. Yeah, neither would I. So next up, I've got SmackDown tag team titles. Have to say, I am disappointed that the bar aren't involved in this, but having watched, I actually just watched the tag match from last week's SmackDown tonight, and I don't think Sheamus is in good condition right now. Because there's been. It's, it's a matter of time before he needs to retire. I know. Uh, this stenosis that he's got. Uh, just a few things that I noticed when he was having the match. He looked like totally gassed, struggling for breath a lot. Fair enough, they had a really hard taxing match, but he seemed to just be struggling and really plodding through it. Um, he's got a wee bit of puppy fat around the sides. Nothing wrong with that, but considering the conditioning that Seamus has been in the last year or so, he's obviously not been able to train as hard as he would like to. I know he's got his YouTube videos, but something just seemed off about him. And... <coughs> And the thing with the neck as well, like that affects, it connects everything, like all your body, mm-hmm. and that's going to cause weakness in the arms or, ha- or hands or arms. It's going to it's going to cause so many issues. Ultimately, you can't lift as much weight. You're ultimately not going to really stay in the kind of shape that he was in. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like it's not that I'm disappointed in you there in that match. I'm disappointed that the the bar arm. Um, uh, but I think, like you say, it, there really isn't much. I, like you say, I'd be surprised if he's wrestling this time next year. Um, that's quite damning. I, like I say, if I was him, like you know, I wouldn't bother taking massive risks at the moment. You know, you may as well just get the hell out of the business as healthy as possibly can be, because he'll be still still be involved in some sort of capacity with the company, whether it's down at performance center, whether it's backstage, or whatever it may be. Um, it's just unfortunate that. This injury's come where he's putting on arguably some of his greatest matches and he's been part of some great matches these last couple of years. I know. And the, at one point last week he gave Kofi a rolling senton out the front, out the side and he didn't land all of his weight on his neck. He sort of rolled over to the side onto his shoulder and that just makes me think he's starting to get a bit scared of carrying out his own signature offence. And when it comes to that, then it is time to start worrying. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, in terms of this match, I think it will be the brothers that win. Right. Uh, and by brothers, I mean the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully no one takes offence to that. I know Jeremy and Rance will probably profit that. Um yeah, I and I, I earlier on I was just, obviously talk, I was talking to John Rossell and I thought, do you know what? They'll probably go on and face the bar after this, which I, I'm okay with at the moment because if you're not going to put the titles on the bar at the moment, then I'm I'm happy for you to delay that feud at the moment. But if we're talking about Sheamus not having much time left, then do the bar actually win these titles at some point? I'd imagine it might be holding at some point. I. Like I say, I'm, I'm more so disappointed that the bar are not there as opposed to when you they being there themselves. 
I, with what I've been thinking the last wee while, though, I'm, I'm still disappointed if Aaron in it, but I do understand if if it is due to Seamus's fitness and health overall, then that's fair enough. What I don't get is, and it's actually something that we'll be talking about a wee bit later. The Bludgeon Brothers destroyed New Day in the first, well, first second quarters of the year. Uh, and although they sort of had some competition from them on Smackdowns, I don't see how the New Day can overcome the dis- the destruction that they received at the hands of Bludgeon Brothers previously. Yeah, from, from a kayfabe and storyline aspect, they don't really come across as a credible threat based on their history with the Bludgeon Brothers. And, and that's why with the bar being in the match, or if the bar were in the match, again, from a kayfabe point of view, it would have made it look, they would have, for me, would have seen as a more credible threat and then from a non-KFA point of view, it's just something different. Because we have seen Blizzard Worlds in New Day quite recently, in the last few months. So, like I said, I'm all for fresh and different matchups. But I think they might be getting that matchup post-SummerSlam. Probably. Um, and and I'm, I'm, all right. I'm okay with that, because if you're not going to put, like I said, you're not going to put the titles on them just at the moment, then at least this way they haven't gone through yet another tag team. And now they move on to... What what food are you going to move on to after that? That's the thing, because it feels as if they've moaned through quite a lot of the tag division already, so if they're going to delay that and delay the bar if or when the bar beat them for the titles, then it has been a good run they've had that just so much destruction has been caused in such a short space of time that it's hard to believe that the New Day could do anything, but the New Day did overcome the bar in a very hard-fought contest, and it was this is the New Day that I prefer. I just wish they would stop the pancakes and the unicorns and the cereal, and just give us these really good wrestling matches that they, they can have with the majority of these matches, these um, opponents that they have. See, I'm okay with the whole hilarity comedy aspect as long as we do get the, the good matches. That's kind of what they've been doing for a while. Apart from really when they're kind of up against the Usos where, where they started to get a little bit serious but they were still mixed in some of the comedy with the seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think what you are going to get like the serious side of them in this match because once again kayfabe wise they understand they're up against two absolute monsters. Yeah. But I- in saying that I would... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bludgeon Brothers. That's my pick. Um, I'd be quite surprised if the New Day actually win this match. Well, walked away with the titles even. Mm. See, SummerSlam, although it's not WrestleMania, it's one of those ones where you have a few good moments quite often in the event. I can't see many titles changing hands. In fact, that's a load of shit. I can think of three off the top of my head where there's going to be a, a happy outcome. So, see, they're going to go for the five times as well, five time, um, five time championships. Um, no, Bludgeon Brothers will retain, and the Bar will defeat them later on down the line. Even though Sheamus is at death's door, apparently. 
that we've just decided. Aye. So, so far we're all, all a piece. Yep. Now, one I wanted to, I'd mentioned there that I'd find that kayfabe unbelievable that New Day could be able to do anything against the Bludgeon Brothers. And I've lumped these two matches together, so we'll talk a wee bit at length about Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar because this Money in the Bank briefcase is looming quite quite darkly over it, I would say. But we've been going on about, oh, we just want Brock Lesnar to not have the title anymore. And we're being told, the story that we're being told, the story that they told us before WrestleMania, might I add, is that Roman Reigns will be the one to defeat Brock Lesnar. But Brock Lesnar's handed Roman Reigns' arse to him on several occasions over the last few years. So I'm thinking, what makes me believe that Roman Reigns can do that at SummerSlam? And that's why I think, although it might be a bit obvious, there's going to be a cash-in. It's just who's going to cash in. So, my theory... It's not really a theory. If Braun wins, Braun doesn't cash in at SummerSlam. If Braun wins, Lesnar retains. If KO wins, Roman wins. And my thinking behind that would then be uh, Braun cashes in the next night on Raw. As Brock Lesnar scheduled. See, I can't believe we're waiting to see how creative goes depending on Brock's he is, he's scheduled, he's scheduled for the next night and that to me comes down to he either gets a rematch or he gets cashed in on or he just loses his match and basically comes out and says fuck you, I'm out of here I'm done, but do you know what, I'm going to throw a kind of out there It's not. I don't even think it's that out there if I'm honest Paul Heyman costs Brock Lesnar the title either at SummerSlam or the Raw. Because of what happened last week? Yep. And then his, well, last week with the promo and a week before that. And this isn't necessarily to um, align Paul Heyman with KO or align him with Braun or align him with Roman. It's just a case of Paul Heyman being hurt and angry and it cost Brock the title. Uh-huh. And like I says, if if KO wins, I think we all believe he's going to walk out of SummerSlam with the title. But that won't happen if Roman doesn't win. And in my personal opinion, you either give us 15 minutes of absolute mayhem, and it's like 50-50 right down the middle, big blow after big blow, or you give us 10 to 15 minutes of Roman beating the holy hell out of Brock Lesnar and winning the title. Do not give us 10 minutes of Brock beating the shit out of Roman and Roman comes back with a shot around punch and a spear and wins it. Do not give us that. You've made me think of a possible... This is complete fantasy booking mode here, but I'm basically doing a Tyson Kidd and producing the whole match here for you. So... <laughs> um. Brock Lesnar will be dominant in the first portions of the match and he'll sort of laugh off Roman Reigns and walk about the ring just not really paying attention. Roman Reigns will get some offence in which will maybe not scare Brock but it will scare Paul Heyman. 
Paul Heyman will say, Brock, get your head in the game. Brock will push Paul Heyman about the place and maybe attack him. So that leaves, that gets the crowd on, maybe not on Roman's side, but against Brock. Paul Heyman disappears and comes out with a, someone who has a briefcase. And doesn't, as you say, doesn't necessarily align with them. It just aligns with someone who's going to be able to beat Brock with the element of surprise, just like Goldberg beating with the element of surprise at Survivor Series 2016. Because here's the thing, like, KO doesn't need Heyman. He does not. But the KO-Heyman combination could be like Punk-Heyman. Mm-hmm. Punk didn't need him, but when they were together, they were excellent. Um, oh, I think, do you know what? I think my so my pick. I'm going to go Kevin Owens. Okay. Uh, and I think I'm going to go Roman. Oh, after all that. I think I'm going to go Roman. Because um, so, if Roman doesn't beat Brock, where the hell does Roman go from here? Like, really? In reality, from KFA point of view? Well, that's um, been the problem the whole time. They've they've destroyed the balance, the hierarchy, the whatever you want to call it, the equilibrium of Raw, because they didn't allow Roman Reigns to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And if they're in the risk of that happening again... Which is very, very possible. Then it's just another disaster and we're stuck in limbo again with Raw and the rest of the whole show because there's no balance. Right, so I'm... I'm going <laughs> to... How about this then? Oh, another curveball. Forget who wins the cash-in. Roman wins after Paul Heyman helps him. Heyman raises Roman hand at the end of SummerSlam. Roman hits him with a spear. Kind of, kind of the way. Remember when Austin turned where, where he lined himself with McMahon. Austin says time and time again he wishes if he went back in time he would book it where he stuns Vince McMahon and he walks out. So I'm playing off that in a sense that Roman. Whether he wanted, whether he's colluded or not with Heyman, but he gets Heyman's help, and in the end, being a badass that he says he is, etc., he just turns on Heyman, spears sort of man punch, and then walks out with the title. But I don't think he's walking out with the title though. No, I don't. I'm not sure if I like that. If if the whole plan here is to get people to cheer Roman at the end, and that that will definitely I, not. I don't. I don't think that. For me, that's not the idea. Of it is to get him cheered. For me, it's just the idea of that he doesn't really give a fuck, you know. Um, like he done it last week when he walked up the Corbin. Oh, how's your ribs? And then absolutely leveled him right in the ribs. And that's the kind of Roman I like as well. Like that arrogant, borderline arrogant, jockish. I'm no one better than you kind of guy. Um, but I just have a real bad feeling that Brock's going to walk out with the title. And and I guess my emotions at the time will be I know I'll be angry, but I also then believe Braun's cashing in on him the night after. Hopefully, it just gives something. I just I know I just sort of 
left field here, but I think it is actually six matches for Raw. Has, has Bobby Lashley and Elias been confirmed as a match? Not entirely sure at the moment, to be honest. I think it will be if it hasn't, but Bobby Lashley is involved in the two matches of Roman, and now where is he? Yeah. And is that another guy? And there's less said about that match, the better. Who really cares? That's a piss break, that one. Yeah, in fact, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going, I'm going Braun and Lesnar. <laughs> right, hold on a minute. Right, hold on. You just said about five minutes ago, Kevin Owens and I've Roman Reigns. I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. Do you know what I wouldn't be surprised would happen? Such as the disdain that not just WWE fans have with Vince, but Vince has for WWE fans. He'll put the Universal title match on before Strowman versus Kevin Owens, so there's no time. <laughs> that would be excellent. That would be really funny, actually. But then, <laughs> then, but then, like, he might close the show with AJ and Samoa Joe, and people will still be pissed off about that, though. Oh, they'll be pissed but, off regardless. But, yeah. Right, so you're going with Strowman and... Bro- I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to go with Strowman because I just want... Because I feel like Kevin Owens winning and Roman winning and then Kevin Owens cashing in and Roman seems too obvious. Sometimes the most uh, obvious thing's the best thing to go with, though. Yeah, uh, but I don't know if that is the best thing to go with, if I'm honest with you. I like Because it just completely derails Braun, in my mind. I know he never really needed the money in the bank, but you've missed chance after chance with him and you're now going to miss another chance That's, I, personally, I personally just wanted him to walk out on Raw one night being like to Lesnar I'm here and I'm cashing in let's go and I kind of still harbour those hopes that that's what's going to happen tonight after Wrestlemania I think this pick is more so what I'm desperately wanting to happen as opposed to what I believe will happen Right, so you're sticking with that one then yeah, I'll go Braun and uh, Brock. And then Strowman to cash in the next night. Yeah. And then if we when we do our picks for the Social Suplex Network, I'll probably go with Roman and Kale. <laughs> <laughs> I've never you've um, turned sides more often than Big Show in his whole career in the last ten minutes there. <laughs> so I'm going for the obvious because I'm a Kevin Owens mark and because I just think, I think the fans need a wee boost, especially in the Universal title scene. So with that, I'm going to go with a Kevin Owens wins by Hooker by Crook versus Braun Strowman, and then cashes in at the end of the night against whoever. I don't care. A, a wee pulse package, small package to anyone doesn't matter who. Kevin Owens is walking away with that Universal title back where it belongs, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the reality is the universal title is is a it's just it's a nothing title at the moment. Yeah. So we kind of need to put it on someone who can elevate it, and 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 that's that's what we need more than anything. Like you know, sometimes people say that a title makes someone. Well, Ko Braun or Roman are going to make that title relevant, regardless of who it is. Just I think a full timer is going to make it relevant. To be honest with you. 
I know, but when you've got a full timer as as great as KO or as over as Braun or as as really as good as Roman is in the ring, that's going to help. Because mm-hmm. the reality is that Universal Title has fifty percent of the people who've held that title have been part timers, and one one guy held it for less than twenty four hours. Yep. So, it, like historically, it means absolutely nothing. And it's not even a case of it being cursed. It's just Vince. So, and I don't even know if you can call Brock and uh, Lesnar Brock and Goldberg part-timers, but I don't know if I was anything worse than if I was anything other than if it's full-time, part-time, if I was anything below part-time, but, you know, they're barely there. So, like I say, the sooner this title's off Brock, it'll be a, a lot, it'll be a happier place. Confetti will spray the ring. The world will be a better place. Fuck you, Brock. <laughs> uh, right, moving on. United States title match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Jeffrey Hardy over on the SmackDown side of things. This has been strange because it's not really been a feud, feud between Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. It's been a feud between Hardy and Randy Orton. I was kind of half expecting Randall to be put into it. Maybe it might be tomorrow night. Possibly. Um uh, that would make more sense for me putting him into it. Um, we've already saw Jeff Hardy and Nakamura. Nakamura's got two. Well, say what you want about, especially the first win or whatever. But he's got two wins over him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's, well, he's walked away with title on both occasions, so I don't see why it's going to happen again. Granted, the SmackDown match was quite good, though. Um, I'm kind of thinking, and like we said, we're recording this the day before before Raw and SmackDown. We kind of think that maybe Randy is going to be inserted in it at some point. Um, it would add a nice little wrinkle to it. It would continue the Hardy Orton feud, and and that could be the main story of the match: Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy beating the hell out of each other, and Nakamura comes in and steals a win. Aye, I think I still think. Um even if Orton is included into the match that Nakamura will walk away with the title when all's said and done yeah it, <clears throat> it makes sense because you've waited this long for him to have a title so why take why take it away from the very first opportunity um, and then there's still some interesting feuds for Nakamura with the US title so why? there's no point in taking it away because like I say it's Jeff Hardy's going to move on from this match and continue the feud with Randy Orton so you know why take off Nakamura at this moment in time you've finally given him something so let him get his teeth into it and let him have some real good matches I would say that Jeff Hardy's on borrowed time as well just like his brother (laughs) so I can't see him winning I don't know what the end game is with Hardy and Orton I don't think it'll be a long feud I think Hardy uh, Orton will make quick work of Hardy it might even be a Never know a, a loser leaves SmackDown match. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the sake of this Randy Hilton, I think it needs to be very decisive that Randy needs to win emphatically. Because uh-huh. that's the way they've portrayed it the last few weeks that Randy just beaten the holy hell out of Jeff Hardy. And I'm not saying it. We should. It should be a Brock Lesnar, John Cena type demolition, but Randy should win and should win clean. Because mm-hmm. it's the first time in years that a lot of people have been actually invested in Randy and like, oh well, I like this and I like this, so why would we 
why would you want to derail that so quickly? Yep. It's just strange. It's, it's the third wheel. And this, it's a bit odd. So, but I've not really got much else to add for it. So, both of us going for a Nakamura win? Yep. Okay, moving on to the other mid-card title over on Raw. You have a rematch between Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. Um, they're going from an Ironman match to what is currently, again, recorded before Raw, just a singles match. Well, do, you, do you think something's going to happen on Raw this week? Well, I think... Um, oh, I think Ambrose has come back at some point, mm-hmm. obviously. And I think soon. I think he might turn up the next night on Raw. Um, or who knows, he might even turn up post-match if they drew and Dolph are beating down Seth. I don't see Seth winning it again. I think I think Dolph retains. So and I think I think Ambrose comes back and I think the plan was what I read that or somewhere online that the plan is to put them two back together. Uh-huh. Um I also heard heard when Jason Jordan comes back they're gonna put Alpha back together. Well, uh, and we could be getting a revival versus Alpha once again, so... Ah, uh, there's rumours all over the place, though. I know, but... but to, to... To... Of what we do know, I, I'm going to go Dolph to win, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this match, because the three matches I've had, I've enjoyed. Now, the Iron Man match, I had one or two issues with. I thought maybe there was just one pound fault too many. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't think there will be a stipulation. Or I don't. I'm just thinking it will be just your normal standard wrestling match that, like I said, I am looking forward to. Um, I don't expect Ambrose to get involved in the match. If he is going to, I believe it will probably be the night after or it will be post-match. Well, I'm going to give a shout-out to Dave, Ven- Dave Fenichel, who did a column last week talking about certain things that may or may not happen at SummerSlam and one of the things that he suggested was that Dean Ambrose turns up this week and the IC title match is cancelled and it's basically turns into a tag match between Mini Shield versus Ziggler and McIntyre uh, you not into that? no Oh well. It's a big it's a it's a big pay per view. I feel like all the titles should be defended. That's what Knight of Champions is for. <laughs> nah, um it make it's fine, it makes sense now, but I think that's probably gonna what's gonna lead. That's what they're gonna lead into post WrestleMania. Probably. Do you think the Seth Seth the um Ziggler thing's been on a bit too long now? Um, it feels it's only like, gone on for like two, two months. I don't know, it just feels like it's been going on for a long time. They've had quite a lot of matches in that time. Yeah, but good matches. See, one thing. Opinion, so I'm alright seeing, seeing the same two male or females wrestling all the time, as long as we're getting good matches. Aye, I still. One thing that has been a positive for me in this. Is that I still think Dolph Ziggler's a dick, mm-hmm. and it has been since the walkout thing or whatever it was that he did 
on SmackDown. Um, he's still an arsehole and I still don't like him. So he's obviously doing something right there. I've always liked Dolph and like I said, I've been enjoying it ever since he came back, but especially when he got teamed up with Drew. Mm-hmm. Kind of gave him both some purpose. Um, yeah, so... Like I said, I'm looking forward to the match. I understand what people say, there's been too many too many matches. Um, Dolph's win... Well, he's up 2-1 because the one he did lose was um, when Drew got involved. But, I say the last man standing... Sorry, the Iron Match probably could have been the end of the feud, but the way it ended, it makes sense if you want. Like, from that point of view, it makes sense to have another match. But, like I say, as long as, as, long as we're getting high-quality matches, you know, like, you know, the same two, let's say the two, same two male and female wrestlers can wrestle all year long for a lucky, as long as we're getting high-quality matches. Um, but this will probably be the end of that specific single shoot. But, well, I think we will probably get Mini Shield versus Drew and Dolph. At the next pay-per-view? Most likely. What's the next pay-per-view? Um, I don't know. Because it used to be Unforgiven. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> um, it's not Extreme Rules or anything like that. What is it? I'll go and have a look. Right, so who are you going for then? You're going for a Ziggler win? Yeah. Okay. Now, this one is one of the ones I'm looking forward to most for the whole weekend. Dolph. Hell in a Cell. Sorry, Hell in a Cell on the 16th of September. Is it? Yep. Oh, well, we'll need to ratchet up a few of those stories to get some heat in the matches then. Wait, hold on a minute. Where's this October, Peter? Because there's nothing there. And it goes from Hell in a Cell to September 16th all the way to November 18th Survivor Series. October is Evolution. I know I just assumed they would have another pay-per-view as well. No, I think they've they've done a wee bit of jiggery pokery and moved things about. All right. Well, I think what you might then get is some. I know Hell in a Cell sort of um, sort of is supposed to be like the, uh, the end of all feuds. I also wouldn't be surprised though if you get some sort of Raws and SmackDown that have some title matches that are sort of like seen as like mini pay-per-views, mm-hmm. um, just to sort of give people that because like I say that's two months there's a long time ago without the pay-per-view so I think you're probably going to get if there's any feuds that fall out from Hell in a Cell or don't finish at Hell in a Cell you'll probably see them culminate at some point on a Raw or a Smackdown for Survivor Series which I miss hap- I miss that I used to enjoy when they did stuff like that so that like I I understand why you're never going to put um Changed the world title on a Raw and SmackDown. I understand they've done it last year with AJ and Jinder, um, but it's not something that's happened. I don't think before that. I see tag titles and stuff will change over, but like I said, I do quite kind of miss having a, a, a world title change hands on a Raw and SmackDown. And I know people always say, "Oh, my goodness, they gave this away on free TV." Well, you know, it's that whole sort of like sh- shock value. You know, it makes you want to tune in every week. Um, Sound like a bit of a show, but like I said, I, can, I just kind of miss those moments. Well, if they're not moaning about big matches happening on free TV, they're moaning that the ratings are too low, so. Uh, who gives a fuck about ratings? 
Not us. Not me who watches it dodgily anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not us who live in the UK because they don't they don't factor that in. So. Alright. Um, I'm going for a Seth Rollins win. In fact, I'm going to yeah. go crazy and do do some crazy ass booking. They will have their IC title match as of the time of recording tonight. And you know I like a wee TV title change, so Seth Rollins will win the match. He will get a beat down, and then Dean Ambrose will come out and help wait, Seth. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Has this match been announced on Raw or something? Are you just deciding it's supposed to be going to happen? I'm just deciding it's going to happen. There's still time. Rant will pop at this. Uh, and obviously, when this has been released, it'll be after Raw, so people will just listen and go, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Fuck Clive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> Fuck Clive. So, moving on to a match that I think everyone's excited about. This is a match eight years in the making. Daniel Bryan versus Mike Mizanin. It's very tough to call this one, actually, in terms of who'll win, but how do you think the build's been for it, first off? Awesome. Awesome. Like, uh, I like I always maintained that the Miz should have won Money in the Bank, <clears throat> and I thought the best story you could have told was Miz winning Money in the Bank, Daniel Bryan versus AJ at SummerSlam, Daniel Bryan winning, and Miz cashing in immediately, and basically bragging about it for the next six, seven months until the Royal Rumble came, at which Daniel Bryan wins. They're obviously not going that route, route but you can go, you can get to that. Anyway, you can have Miz winning the title at some point before Survivor Series. T, you know, Brian winning the Royal Rumble. It's it's the match we we never thought we would get. Mm-hmm. Like when this whole thing started with them two on Talking Smack. Now I know we can go further back, but on Talking Smack, not once did anyone think this was going to lead to this moment. Hell, neither did, I guarantee you, no one knew it. The wrestlers didn't know, Vince didn't know, obviously, because that was about two years ago. Yep. Everything that happened up until then was excellent. I, I know they kind of addressed um, addressed the, the Daniel Bryan addressing the Miz sort of once he was cleared to wrestle and they had that initial confrontation on SmackDown that um, Big Cass came down and interrupted. But like they said, these last few weeks, I, um, they could have just given us like a real. These last two weeks could have just given us really bad, like a real, 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 real bad build, and I still couldn't have cared because everything that happened before that still counts. Still counts as a build. The match itself, I don't. It's not going to live up to people's expectations. No. Folk need to remember because, that The Miz is not an amazing, amazing wrestler. He's a competent wrestler. And that's it. Because I think a lot of people are expecting to witness greatness on Sunday between these two, but you probably won't. It's more, it's a story more than anything. And this is your prototypical, classic, perfect WWE storyline. The match itself. Yep, sports entertainment. The match itself might not be great, but everything that building up to it has been great. And as long as the match is competent, they'll look at it and say... That's fine. What I've liked about this feud is, uh, granted, I could have done without the the fake baby stuff that they had a couple of weeks ago, but since then it has been fire. 
the Miz the promo last week, he had that fire in his eyes again that we talked that was mentioned in Talking Smack, where he was like tearing up with rage. Um, and Daniel Bryan's been really good, just hassling him every walk, everywhere he goes. Daniel Bryan's there to batter them. So from that point of view, I'm really looking forward to it. This will not be the end of this feud. As I say, it's been eight years in the making, so they're not going to just finish it all in one night. So that's why I'm going with the unpopular choice and saying that this will end with Daniel Bryan disqualifying himself because he is too heavy-handed with the Miz. And it'll and it'll continue, maybe even in a cell match. What do you think about that? Um. Uh, it's not. I think if you were saying it's not going to live up to hype, they always do something stupid booking wise, and people are upset when it's a no contest. Smackdown's, uh, sorry, Smackdown. SummerSlams had quite a few non-contests no for anticipated matches, so I would not be surprised if this happened tonight, Sunday. Uh, for me, the Miz has to win. Yes, he'll, he'll, he'll walk away with a W, definitely. Like, regardless, the Miz... I, to me, if Daniel Bryan is signing a new contract or not, means does not mean a single thing for me. The Miz must win for two reasons. If Daniel Bryan has signed, hasn't signed a new contract, well, why the fuck are we going to give him a marquee win before he leaves? Right? Uh-huh. But if he has, and I think he will, or he, or he already has, just my thinking, the Miz has to win the initial confrontation because otherwise if Daniel Bryan wins, feud is effectively over. Yep. Well, you would think so, but we've seen with Daniel Bryan versus ah, Big yeah, yeah. Cass and Finn and Corbin. I get that, but for me, it's imperative that when that Miz wins the first matchup between the two of them, because I don't, I then think we are not going to see them until WrestleMania. Right. Okay. I I can agree with that. So yeah, my pick is Miz, and to be honest, it's an, it's an emphatic Miz for me. It, I, I have no doubt whatsoever about this match. It just makes perfect sense. You have to give Miz the first win that he can gloat about for months on months on months before finally getting his comeuppance. Do you think they'll run a story where Brian does actually disappear for a while? I don't know if he'll disappear. Nah, they won't. They won't because they they've used Daniel Bryan so much since he returned. Even beforehand, when he was general manager, he was on TV all the time. They won't. They won't run the risk yeah. of not having him on the show. I think they'll just have they'll run a storyline where the Miz gloats like all the time, rubs it in Daniel Bryan's face. Um, like I said before, I think he'll eventually win the title as well at some point before the end of the year. Um. Yeah. So, Miz to win. Um. Whether it's clean or whether they cheats, don't know. Don't really care. But Miz, Miz will win. Yep. I'm going for Miz to win by DQ. Because Daniel Bryan will just lose the rag, basically. So, this is an interesting one. 
Depends on your definition of interesting, but we've got a triple threat for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. See with Charlotte's inclusion in the match, this to me screams a Carmella win. Oh! <laughs> nah. Not for me. Becky Lynch wins. Becky pins Carmella. I'm... <clears throat> or... Oh, she actually pins um, Charlotte. And what you could do at the next pay-per-view is... I know there's no immediate rematches or rematch clauses, but I think Carmelo kicked off first saying she wasn't pinned and Paige will say, I agree. We'll then get Becky Lynch versus Carmelo at that point. Becky Lynch wins. And then we head towards Evolution with Becky versus a heel Charlotte. For me... It doesn't. It's not bothered me that the best women wrestler, women wrestler in the company, is now in that match. Oh, I know. Because what I've just said in my mind, the best female wrestler in that company is going to improve the quality of that match. It hides Carmella because I think ninety percent of the match is going to be Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. So I think whenever Carmella tries to get involved, the pair of them are just going to kick her out of the ring, and and it hides Carmella. And I think. If Carmella does win, she'll win it because she'll just sneak in and get the win. But I, I don't think she will. I think Becky's winning this. And I think we'll probably get Becky and Carmella at some point, especially if Carmella's not the one that gets pinned. And then we'll move on to Charlotte and Becky at Evolution. Okay, I'll take a note of your choice. For me, Becky is at the bottom of the predictions for this. Uh, I still think it's a very Becky-centric story. They're leading up to something between Becky and Charlotte not sure what um, heel turns from either one of them looks to be on the cards especially in the lead up to Evolution but I just think with this extra person Carmella's going to walk away with it I mean I may be flamed there might be more Fook Clives coming this way but I'm going to compare Carmella to Kurt Angle for a second <laughs> remember Kurt Angle's first run as WWF champ he was Sneaking wins left, right and centre, even using his brother as a decoy to beat The Undertaker at Survivor Series and stuff like that. He was in a match, in a Hell in a Cell match, with the absolute titans of not just the Attitude Era, but wrestling and as a whole. Austin, Rock, Triple H, Undertaker. Rikishi was there as well, but he was just having a, a nap at the end of it. Who walked away with the title that night? Cut. Crawled away. You've got Becky and Charlotte, two of the best in the business right now. They're not. Carmella's walking away with that title. She'll do it very unconvincingly, and the internet will rage as one, but it's happening. I'm locking it up. You're shaking your head. I'm not. I'm not doing this as. I'm not doing this as defensive, Carmela. I'm past that now. I would welcome a title change soon, but it's not happening. Not at SummerSlam. You know, any any point you make in this podcast, and, and maybe going forward, I think it's going to be null and void now because you just put Carmela and Kurt Angle in the same sentence. Is that why you've been quiet for the last couple of minutes? That's why I've been quiet and I've just been looking at you. Um... Jeez. Well, how about um, this? How about this? If I'm wrong, 
I there's a stipulation where I have to I don't know, you get to make a fool of me on the podcast for a number of weeks or I have to do some silly song as a forfeit. No, I'll think of something. I'll right. think of something. I would say let me host again, but that's not really a punishment as such. Um I'll think of something. I'll think of something. Okay. Or in fact, no, I won't bother because that's not fair. Go for it. Just say it. If I don't like it, it, I'll edit it out. No, it's nothing bad. It's, you're just not allowed to appear on a podcast for two weeks. Oh, so Mr. Big Boss has got himself some hardware. He's got his headphones, his microphone, his laptop all set up. He thinks he can run the show now. Well, I mean, and the fact that you'll miss out on our special guest next week. <laughs> well, that's fine if you want. I'll um, be tucked up in my bed while you're working off of Eastern Standard Time. No, that's fine because once I've done the podcast recorded, I'll send it to you to upload. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> no, um, no, I don't think Carmela's winning it at all. I really don't. Like, I never thought she was going to win it when it was a one-on-one, and I still don't think she's going to win it now either. I just feel like they've put Charlotte in this match to hide whatever flaws Carmella has, and just to sort of improve the match quality itself. Like, Charlotte winning has never come into my imagination whatsoever. I've never, I've never, um, I've not even, like, gave thought to that. I've not, it's all just been Becky will win. And I still believe that. I still believe it. I just think it's now just how does she win and who does she pin? I think I'm going to go with what I say. I think she might either pin um, Charlotte and then we'll get the rematch with Be- Carmella and then we get Becky versus Charlotte heading towards uh, Evolution. Because I think Charlotte's going to turn on her at some point and Charlotte as a heel was just untouchable. How about this for a forfeit? If I'm wrong... For a whole week, my Facebook profile picture has to be a picture of Kelly Kelly. Why would that be a punishment? Because she's not that good. I know, but a lot of people won't get it. Like, non-wrestling people on your Facebook. They'll go, oh, he's looking good these days. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you're looking good now. You'd have a fresh Turkish shave. Yeah, towel, a hot nice towel shave. My goatee has been sculpted with love and precision. See, I would love. I w- I've always wanted to get one, but I don't. I suit a beard. You do suit a beard. Do you know how? I know we're going off on a tangent, and we'll get back on track with the next women's title match in a minute. But do you know how you've had references to looking like weakened or whatever his name is? The week. We- the weekend. The weekend. Edit, edit that part out. <laughs> ah, no, no chance, no chance in hell. Uh, you also look like a guy who was in. Can't remember his name off the top of my head, but any fans of Jessica Jones on Netflix will know who I'm talking about. You look like the guy that's in that, who lives in the same block of flats. Block of flats is not the same terminology. What's it called, Jessica Jones? Jessica Jones. Netflix. Oh, I'm trying to remember his name. Malcolm. Thank you, Mrs. Thanks, Clive. Thank you. Yep, to your lovely wife. 
Right, let me see. Right, this guy. Do you agree? No, not really. All right. Well, so, what's his name? Ika Eka Darville. Uh huh. Right. Uh, folks, we apologise for this. Everyone's googling. They're using the Google machine right now. Ah, not at all. Well, that's. I mean, he's not, a he's a good looking guy, right enough. That's not for you to decide. You do look like. What is he? Alright, okay. <laughs> I do look like him then. Right. <laughs> One match which I do think has a very definitive outcome is Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. I can't see anything past unless some utter shenaniganry takes place. Ronda Rousey's going to mop the floor with Alexa Bliss. Do you agree? Unless someone like Stephanie gets involved. You've said that well, before, I don't, you not? I don't, I've, I've said this before. Um... Oh uh, yeah, like Alexa only wins either by like you say by complete, complete heel tactics or what just some sort of interference. Um I kinda hope they don't give Alexa much offense if I'm honest with you. No And it's not not anything against Alexa, it's more so why not portray Ronda like the badass that she is. I understand when the Naya thing where Naya really really got some moves in there against her but that kayfabe and non kayfabe it was like well nice like She's size wise except for power she can overpower her and stuff like that but when you look at Ronda and Alexa Alexa to me even just looking at it poses no real threat to her and this is Ronda fucking Rousey so book her like an absolute badass and I would have her really just dismantle Alexa if I'm honest with you uh huh there's the outside possibility, literally outside possibility of Mickey James causing hassle. Um, I don't know. And I, I also don't think Natty's going to be involved after today's news either. So, Yes, obviously today you'll know by now that Jim Neidhart passed away. That was quite a sad one because not only have we had some deaths recently in the wrestling world, but it's another member of like the heart sort of extended family as it were who's passed on it's just the amount of folk one 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 person left in that heart foundation like bulldog's gone hillman anvil now and obviously Owen. it's just brett left that's crazy i don't know if it was even sudden or what it was because i never saw any anything before saying he was unwell or what um, yeah I think the general feeling at the moment is it was just out of the blue it's a shame it's a shame I'm sure they'll have something for him tonight on Raw as well aye they will do the the bell salute probably yep but um, just so yeah I wanted to put a touch on that rest in peace obviously um, yeah so Ronda walks away with the title. I think this is out of all the title matches, this is the one I'm utterly I'm like there's absolute no doubt whatsoever. If the women's SmackDown one fine, there might be a little element of doubt for some, but I think this is a one match that you look at a title match you're like, right, we all know who the winner is gonna be. Um I would be absolutely stunned if if Ronda doesn't walk away with the women's title. I think this is one of those things I was talking about earlier where you have to have at one of the big four 
a feel-good moment. So the fans go home happy, as it were, and it's going to come in the form of a Ronda Rousey win, and it could even be a squash. I'm still not 100% convinced for Ronda, um, but I would much rather she was the champion than Alexa Bliss, who we've had for too long now. So here's one that you might not agree with, though. Right. Ronda is on Kurt Angle's path. Maybe not on the same trajectory Kurt was on, but the similarities the way Kurt took to it in his first year and Ronda's took to it. Now, I'm not saying, let's say, that Ronda's on that same level at the moment. I'm not saying she's anywhere near it, but I think in terms of how well she's done in such a short space of time, in-ring ability-wise, it's it's phenomenal. Because like, at the end of the day, yes, she comes from an M- MMA background, but she, there's no wrestling background there whatsoever. Like, pro wrestling background. At least when Kurt was coming in, he still had that element of amateur wrestling where he could sort of rely upon that a little. It's obviously a hell of a lot different than pro wrestling. Um, so like I said, yeah, I think... I'm not saying you can truly compare them, but there's a little bit of like similarity there to how well they've taken to the ring. Um, I can't believe you put Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey in the same sentence. <laughs> Five minutes ago, you put Carmella in the same sentence as Kurt Angle. I know. I'm just I'm on the piss take. I can I see. Know, I know. I know. I know. I see where you're coming from, and there are similarities, and it's probably more so at the front of people's minds because Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey have got this on-screen partnership as well as off-screen. They tagged together at WrestleMania. They're in regular exchanges in Kurt Angle's office, which isn't even an office, it's just a TV screen. And his massive phone that he's got. Uh, so there are... I can understand where those similarities are coming from. That's you know, the one thing the one thing I don't like about Ronda... You know when she like she backs someone up and then she does that thing where her arms and fists and she gets into the, like the fighting pose and then she start unloading sort of like multiple punches. I don't like that because they look quite weak. If I'm honest, they don't like they, look, they don't even look like they're landing properly. And that's kind of sometimes what you get when you when you when someone's unloading like rapid punches, like Shane McMahon for instance, they just don't look like they're landing whatsoever. I know, but if she landed her punches for real, then there'd be a few people on <laughs> I, the, the. I know subscribe. that's what I'm saying. Like I would rather she'd done that and then started unloading like haymakers as opposed to some like like a quick five, six, seven, eight punch combination. I'd rather one big punch follow up with another one rather let's say rather than be short sharp quick punches mm-hmm. and, and that um, takedown of Alicia Fox on Raw last week uh-huh. that was I thought um, Alicia Fox's arm ripped out of the socket <laughs> that was excellent you know they're going to run that angle where, because you know how Alexa Bliss is double jointed or something, where she can mm-hmm. look as if she breaks her arm? Mm-hmm. They'll do that. And then Alexa will continue to think, oh, see, this is it. There's going to be a, a small package. Alexa will feign injury. She'll feign a broken arm and she'll keep it going for a bit too long where the ref's even holding up the X sign. And Rhonda comes over and goes, shit, what have I done? Schoolboy roll up, Alexa. Retains. <laughs> Fuck. It's not even that I hate Alexa, I just think that. I think. Mm, it's, I, can't, I, just, I just can't see any possible scenario in my head that Alexa wins. 
like even with outside interference, I'm just I'm convinced that Ronda's winning. Aye, I'm convinced as well. I'm just flinging a spanner in the works. So, but it will be a Ronda win, hopefully a conclusive one, which I'm sure it will be. So, the last one on the main roster, we've got AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, SmackDown WWE title. You excited about this one? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Although, if you if you really want to go see how great AJ and Joe are together, go back 10 years ago and watch TNA. And that's what it was called back then, so I'm not like trying to troll anyone. That's, if you watch those matches, that is when, that's like the true, true great things that they can do together. So they were, they, those matches they had, whether it was the singles or the triple threats with um, Christopher Daniels was out of this world. They were so damn good. Um, so I guess because of that, my expectations are high. But as Kyle said a few weeks ago when we were on Outsider's Edge, they're both older and slower. They're not capable of doing the same things that we're doing, but they were able to do back then. So don't expect that kind of match or that, that, that quality of a match. But I still have high hopes. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't mind letting myself get, let my imagination run away with me. Uh, I kind of think that's somewhat kind of a fun, the fun of it. So my imagine, I've, I've, I've literally, I'm expecting a five star match. Um, and to be honest, I don't see why it shouldn't be like a real match of a night. Um, AJ is obviously AJ. Joe's been involved in some great matches as well. The, like I said, I, we know their chemistry from back in the TNA days. But like I say, they're not going to be able to do what they've done back then. But, you know, both guys are still great in the ring. Like, for me, it would be quite disappointing if this match didn't deliver. I'm just going with, for this one, I'm deciding to go for reverse psychology. And uh, I'm not going to get my hopes up because these quote-unquote dream feuds that AJ's been involved in, with Kevin Owens and then Nakamura. For some reason, I'm not sure if I even agree, but I think overall they failed to deliver the dream matchups that we wanted from them. So because of that, I'm just going to go in with sort of calm, calm hopes for it, that it will be a good match. I think AJ will retain, because Samoa Joe's MO on the main roster is I'm going to talk a good talk, but doesn't work out for him on the night in question. So... AJ to retain for me, but I think it should be a good match. Looking at what the matches we have on offer for the night in terms of like wrestling quality, then this will probably be up there regardless. Even if it doesn't fail to deliver the, the nine-star classic that people want it to be. That's the thing, like, um, like you said about Joe talking a good game and never backing it up. At some point, they're going to have to let him back it up. Ah, true. I just... I just don't think it's going to be this Sunday. Um, but like you say, I know you're saying the whole reverse psychology thing where you're going to go in and think it's not going to be a great match, don't want to get your hopes up. Well, like I say, I'm the complete opposite. So I, I think I think come Sunday night or Sunday, Monday morning, whenever, whenever we're talking to one another, it'll sort of be that you didn't have high hopes so you were pleased with the match, but I had higher hopes, but I'm sort of down on it, so I think we could almost be, roles could be reversed this time next week, 
Like I said, for me, it's more so because I I witnessed, I watched live, and it's not even going like I watched it at the time what they were able to do together. And I guess it's my own fault, but I can't get that out of my head, and I can't separate what those guys were able to do ten years ago as opposed to what they can do now. But like I say, that's part of the fun for me uh-huh. and excitement. Well, I hope they do deliver. Are you going for an AJ win? AJ win. Okay, doke. So that's the main roster we've covered. It's quite a long chat, quite a lot of matches that we need to cover. Very quickly, how quickly will Drew Gulak beat Cedric Alexander when he rips his head off with the Dragon Sleeper, Gulak? Oh, he's winning it. He bloody better win it. I think, like, like, so, if you ever had any doubts in my mind if he was going to win it or not, those tweets that suffered from Cedric Alexander has probably just confirmed it. Possibly. Um, yeah, I want to see Drew Gulak versus Mustafa Ali. Every week, every match, every brand. <laughs> and, and now... I know I'm not going to get much of a pushback or retort or shock from you by this statement. Shouldn't we start discussing Mustafa Ali in the same sentence that we discuss AJ Styles and Seth Rollins and Almasson? Yes, because he has repeatedly had match of the week on programming, matches of the month. Um, a bit disappointed with the WrestleMania match, but Maybe, maybe is that because it was an Alexander match? There's just there's just something a wee bit missing from Alexander's matches, and the same opponents who Ali has fought, Gulak, Murphy, Hitami, great match with Hitami during the week there last week. Um, the, Mur- the Murphy match was just ri- just just ridiculous. All all matches that they've had have been unbelievable. Um, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon that Murphy gets a chance, sorry, that Ali gets a chance to challenge Gulak because they've done this thing where Mustafa Ali appeared to be in hospital for real last weekend and they've turned it into an angle where they kind of collapsed after his match with Atami. Um So they're going to, I don't know what they'll do with him there, but he won't be challenging for the title anytime soon. What that means for Gulak going forward, maybe another a rematch clause for Cedric, but while the matches have been great, more often than not, for the main event spot on 205 Live, it's kind of just been a bit there. There's not been any further development or anything with any, any of the guys. Even Alexander's not had much of a growth, so I would be all for Gulak winning the title, just changing things up a bit, and it seems to be that with 205 Live, maybe we're just better with a, a heel champion. Because look where we were with Neville. And Gulak's got in his arsenal the really good shoot wrestling, the destructive, evil, sort of dangerous wrestling. And if he wants to, he can be comical on the mic as well. So he's a sort of kind, not a full package, but he's got a lot going for him. So I think something like that would sort of revive 205 a wee bit for me. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would agree. I would agree with that assessment. It was a good assessment. Um, like I said, Mustafa Ali is as good as it gets, and that and that that's the kind of person, a wrestler, and just the kind of person he is that you want sort of represent your company. Uh huh. 
Like he's just as he's he's as good as you're going to get. Like as he's he's he's, he's just an absolute outstanding person. It's just some of those things you see him doing on Twitter and stuff like that. You know, just unbelievable. Um, but like I say, I think it's time that he he's really given the respect that he truly deserves his in-ring ability. Um, like I say, I you know I've said it for a long time. I don't generally put too many people in the same sense as AJ Styles. Seth Rollins and I also said now for the last sort of five six months that Almas is every bit as good as anybody walking this earth. Well, Mustafa Ali deserves to be in that conversation. Like I say, he's the best in that company. I concur. I think he's. I think he's so damn special. Yes, it's one of those ones where you wish that two or five live were able to integrate with the main roster. So. Mm-hmm. Now we've not really talked about NXT takeover Brooklyn, the last Brooklyn takeover that they're going to have for the foreseeable future. And I mentioned at the start of the show that SummerSlam's kind of crept up on us. Well, despite having fire TV matches every week, you're talking like classic match of the year contenders for on NXT for a long time now, basically since Mania. That's been a four-month stretch of just excellent matches. I'm not that hugely excited about this takeover so is that down to Alistair Black getting injured what my my opinion mm-hmm. no I would say it's down to this EC3 Velveteen Dream feud just being a bit sort of cookie twin peaksy almost and it's sort of bizarre but it's, that's dream though no it's not dream though I mean it's comedy but- this is Dream's not been about comedy in the lead up to this. Maybe the Cassius Ono stuff, but not before. It was very serious, despite the over-the-top flamboyance of him. Well, the match itself will deliver, I think. Right? Uh-huh. If you go down and you break down... Right, so you've got Undisputed Era and Moustache Mountain. That's going I to mean, be fantastic. How can that not deliver? Right. Oh, that's going to be in the front of that Brooklyn crowd as well. That's yeah, what women, I'm looking forward to the, the women's, most. The women's title match. Uh, I, I, we're both big fans of Shayna Baszler, though. I'm not a big fan of Kyrie Sane. Mm. Right. So, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Gargano and um, Champa. I'm disappointed. It was un- I, unforeseen. I really wanted Alistair Black in that match. It was unforeseen, though. That's what I know. It wasn't a big decision. And that's what I'm saying. You so you don't really mind too much, but um, I really wanted Alistair Black in that match. I really, really did. I felt like I said on the Outsiders Edge before. I added a nice little wrinkle into that Gargano Champa feud. It kind of not so much took this. It wouldn't have took the steam, but it wouldn't. Have, it would have. Um, it would have prolonged that feud because it almost in my mind it's almost like damn is, it, is this the end of this feud coming up now and it probably isn't but I just can't get that sort of out of my head um, if Champa wins then where do you go I actually think Tomasa Champa will win um, and I kind of like the story they're telling you at the moment with Gargano because when you go back to their match at Chicago remember it was um Tommaso Champa, was he, was he being wheeled out or was he being carried out? I can't remember. Stretched out. 
Right, and then Gar- Gargano effectively at that point could have declared himself the winner, but his anger overcomes him and drags him back into the ring, and Champa ultimately gets the win. Gargano anger gets the better of him again and ultimately helps Tommaso Champa get the win. And I think I'm kind of leaning towards Saturday that the anger gets the better of Gargano again. And he's that obsessed with just beating up Champa that he ultimately doesn't care about the NXT title. And, and he either gets disqualified or, like I say, the anger consumes him that much that he can't focus properly and has a lapse in concentration and loses. Well, it's a last man standing match, so it's not a case of a quick pinfall with this one like it was at Chicago. That's true. It's, it's a very different dynamic that the last man stand matches give you. And with Gargano and Trampa, I've become become vocal on this that I'm just a bit done with it, and I feel as if Gargano should get over himself. Maybe a harsh words, but right. Uh, are the are the NXT crowd at full sale? Are they going to turn on Gargano? They kind of did a wee bit. I know, but I think that was more so after after Black hit Black Mass, and they were more so saying you deserved it because you cost him the title but it was that moment as well for me I was almost like hmm are people getting fed up and bored of the whole Johnny wrestling I think they are um, that's what I thought as well and I was speaking to John Ross today and I, and I say that to him um, and I don't think it's anything it's probably a combination of them getting bored of that or and also just how much everyone loves Tommaso Ciampa as well Um so it's kind of he's kind of in a between a rock and a hard place almost because like I say it's, it's like I say it, I also get the feeling that some people are just are kind of fed up and done with him. Uh huh. And uh, but then I, when I think Gargano needs to get over himself, I have to remember Tommaso Ciampa spat on his wedding ring. He <laughs> threw it away. We're married men. How did well, you feel indeed. when that happened? Say that again, sorry? How did you feel when that happened as a married man? A wee bit sick inside? Uh, a wee bit sick inside. Um, kind of envious as well. I've done that to my ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The wife doesn't listen to her podcast, thankfully. Um, no, like you say, that, that, that <laughs> Just moment... Just brush past like, that then, why don't you? Um, no, when you done that, at that point you were like... Before he done it, you're almost thinking to yourself, like, I couldn't hate you anymore, and then he goes and does something so disgusting. Uh-huh. So, but like I say, is it, I, think, I think it's quite telling that some people have already started to turn on Gargano that quickly. So, a wee rundown. You've got Cole and Ricochet in there as well, which has kind of not really been much of a build. A lot of the matches haven't had proper builds for me. And they've had plenty of time to do it, so I don't know, it just seems off. I'm sure on the day, I'll wake up Sunday morning, sit down in my pyjamas, a cup of coffee, and think, this is excellent, yet again. But for the time being, I'm just not overly fussed about it. So, EC3... That's what I'm saying, like, um, the build itself, you might not be a fan of, but I think, coming to actual matches, I think you will be like, do you know what, I'm... Okay, the bills weren't great. I wasn't a fan of that, but at least the matches themselves delivered. Yes. So, who will win out of EC3 and Velveteen Dream? Well, when was the last time Dream got like a real significant proper win in a takeover? Tell me, did they beat Cassius Ono? 
Is that a big win? I don't even think he beat him though. I can't remember off the top of my head. Because he lost to Black. He's lost all of them. And then, yep, and then lost a ladder match and then lost to Ricochet. Uh-huh. So, yeah, going with that, we'll go with EC3. For some reason... I kind, I kind of think they realise what they've got in EC3 and I think they know what they've got. An absolute star. Aye. See, for some reason, I can't remember at all who beat, who won, who <laughs> did you know? That's fucking Ono for you. So very forgetful. I'm going to go for a, another an EC3 win as well. What about Cole and Ricochet? This is for the North American title, by the way. Ooh. Adam Cole, baby. Retains? Yes. I think so too. So here's that. Dream defeated Cassius Ono, by the way. Right. Right, so proje- like, just thinking ahead, right, when our man Fish comes back, if and when that is. Does, do they turn on Roddy Strong? No. Right, so do you think they stay together? Or, let me throw this out, do they turn on Adam Cole? No. So you think all four of them will be, will be four of them? If anyone turns on anyone, it will be in the main roster. They won't break up that stable on NXT. Alright. Would, how would you feel if they turned on Adam Cole? And, Rod, and Roddy Strong became the leader of that group? They can't feasibly make Adam Cole a sympathetic babyface. I mean, I thought we said that about Seth, but... Said that about Dunn. Nah, I can't see it. I don't think they'll ah, do it. Pete Dunn. Did you see what he done at the weekend? I don't no. know if it was the weekend. I just saw it over the weekend. What did he do? So he's lying down at the at the railings and proceeds to take off somebody's vans, his train, their trainers in the crowd. Takes the trainer, runs around beating a shout out everyone, shout out everyone with the trainer and hands it back to the fan. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, even Jim so Carnett, simple but brilliant even Jim Carnett would love that I'm sure of it's it just, oh Pete Dunne <laughs> <laughs> uh, right so you're going for a cold retain so am I I think that he'll retain that EC3 he'll win due to Mustache Mountains probably being used for NXT UK I would say Undisputed Era retain, uh, retain their titles but that's going to be some match Yep, I agree. What about... Do you think Kyrie Sane will upset Shayna Baszler? Hmm, no. I'm going for Ky- Shayna Baszler as an outside bet to be called up to the main roster shortly after SummerSlam. I think she'll hold the title Evolution. And right. I think she'll probably drop it then. Okay. Yeah, there might be call-ups after Evolution, actually. So, I think... Mm, Baszler's just too good too good TV at the moment so I'm going to stay, stick with her and Gargano versus Champa. 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 fuck Gargano <laughs> oh well we've just lost some listeners ladies and gents I, I'm 
just take, I'm just joking around, but I Tommaso Ciampa. Why 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 take a title off him so soon? I know. I hope I hope they don't. I think his reign of terror has to continue. Yeah, uh, because like you can easily go Gargano and Alistair Black when Alistair Black's ready to come back. Mm-hmm. Before ultimately maybe going with Black and Champa um, before Black is called up. Aye. I I think Tommaso Champa holds it for about another six months. Oh, crazy! Well, I said I certainly well maybe not as much as six. I certainly think he holds it up until um, the Rumble the next takeover. Rumble weekend that, or, or what is that? No, is that not war games? Yeah, war games. Yep. I think it, I think I think he holds it to then. He could potentially hold it to the Royal Rumble as well. We shall see. I'm going for a Champa win as well. So there we have it. That is as previewed and predicted all of the matches so far for SummerSlam weekend. How about a wee SummerSlam themed quiz for you to close out the show? Before we get to the quiz, one more thing I want to say. Vince McMahon, I am behigging you. Please, please take that title off Brock Lesnar. Okay, pal. Hey, let's just please do it. Please do it. I'll I'll um, send him a Bebo with a link to this podcast. No, he's not on Bebo, he's on MySpace. <laughs> oh, Great, great chat here on the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show. Now that lost us some listeners. Yeah, I know. Sorry, the Big Fish is coming next week to bring some more listeners in for us. Yeah. He's going to, he's the draw. He is the draw. The draw, he's a, for a clue as to who it is, he's the STO Sultan. That's what I've trademarked him as. <laughs> right. <laughs> Quiz time. Yes. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. So, this week, as I said, we've got a SummerSlam themed quiz, and I have here for you, Ricardo, 10 questions based around the good old fashioned SummerSlam. Are you ready? Yeah. How many questions? Ten, did you say? Ten, yeah. Yep. Number one, what was the outcome of the match between Undertaker and Kane at SummerSlam 2000? The out, do you want the finish? Like, Kind of, what happened, I? SummerSlam 2000. Was it Biker Taker? I can't remember now. Yes. So, why do I not remember? Feel free to pass if you don't remember. I think I should know this. Um, I'll pass. Okay. Uh, The Undertaker, before the match even started, they were brawling around the ramp. Oh, and it ended with a no winner. Because Undertaker did what? Something did not take um, Thingy's mask off and Kane ran away, basically. Aye, that's it, basically. Number two. Name three matches that happened at SummerSlam which were rematches of the Mania match in the same year. Uh, 
Does that make sense? Yes. So you had a Mania match, and then later on they had a rematch at SummerSlam. And it was a main event, did you say? No, just a, a rematch. Hmm. Okay, okay. Well, in the same year. In the same year. I'll give you a clue. You talked about one of these matches last week in our SummerSlam Through the Years episode available now on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Please rate and review five stars on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, MySpace and Bebo. <laughs> right. Um, I can't remember one of the ones you spoke about last week. That's quite a difficult question, actually. Uh, I was going to say Batista Cena, but I don't think they ever had one. At, did they have one at Mania? Not at Mania, no. Not at no, all. I don't think so. Um, right, here we go. I say that like I know the answers. <laughs> um, that's taken and broke to place a year after. What about that? That didn't happen. What about. Ah, no idea. Oh dear! Right, okay. Who, what was what was the match I spoke about last week? Well, I'm about to tell you. Undertaker and Edge. Oh, fuck! So we spoke about Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle. Next question: <laughs> Who was in Kurt, who was in Kurt Angle's corner during that match with Eddie Guerrero? At the SummerSlam one, yeah. Yes. Um, it was. The man. Right, I'm almost certain he was in this film. Do you ever remember the film The Girl Next Door? No. Right, um, it was Mr. Reigns, not Roman. Luther. Correct. Well done. That was a memory bank effort. That one. I'm sure he was in that girl. The girl next door. I'm sure he was. See if that's the case. That's more random than Dolph Ziggler being a cop trying to stop bombs going off in arenas. The girl next door. Was she two thousand seven? No, that's not it. Number. There is it. Right on you go, sir. I'll just continue googling this. Number four. How many SummerSlam? Matches has Brock Lesnar appeared in? How many SummerSlams has Brock Lesnar been in? In total? In total? So I see. Last year. Taker won. Cena won. Eh. This is just going to be an absolute guess. So, let's see. Came back then, he must have appeared in every single one since then. So it's now six. Ten? No. Twelve? Oh, for goodness sake. Seven? Seven? Really? Where are you getting twelve from? Oh, oh, fuck, Brock. I don't care about Brock. Number five, I believe. This is pathetic for me tonight. Name three matches that happened at... Oh, I've done that one. <laughs> <laughs> Name all seven team members of WWE 
versus Nexus. So the WWE team, when they fought Nexus at SummerSlam 2010, name all seven members. Of the WWE team or the Nexus team? The WWE one. Right, so Cena, Edge, Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan. When have I gave the four? Mm-hmm. R-Truth. Oh, yes. Mr. Morrison. Yes. And the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Well, feckin' done there. Well done. I thought, you, I thought you wouldn't get the R-Truth and John Morrison ones. Crazy. No, they're kind of random. I always remember Bret Hart being in it, though. Mm-hmm. Aye, that was the random part. Aye. <laughs> uh, number six. What year was John Cena's SummerSlam debut? Uh, which year? What fucking year did he debut in? Um, well, this is the, the part that would surprise you. Uh, which year did he fucking take his debut? Um, two thousand and see, there are four or five. Pick one. Four. Correct. Yes. Next question. Who was his opponent? And I'll give you a clue. It was part. It was for the US title, kind of. What do you mean, kind of? Yeah. I will help you. It was part of a series, a best of seven series for the US title. Um. John Cena. Was it Mr. Five Time? It was indeed Booker T. Or was it King Booker at that point? No, that was 06, I think. Was it? So after a that was a terrible gimmick. No, it was not. All hail. Oh, ca- fuck no! I hated it. I, that was the point, pal. I know, and then you had Queen Charmel as well. <laughs> right, next question. SummerSlam 2008, so you had Undertaker and Edge for the world title. What was the WWE title match? WWE. On the raw side of things. Johnny Bits and Tights. Versus... The modern day Maharaja's idol. What? The modern day Maharaja's oh, countryman. Cena versus Kali. Hi. You're wrong with both answers. <laughs> really? It was JBL and CM Punk. Ah, oh, what? I know. Right, next one is a doubler, a double question. 
SummerSlam 97. So you had the whole thing going on with Bret Hart versus Undertaker and Owen Hart versus Austin. So there was a Hart Foundation versus the Americans thing going on. Who were British Bulldogs and Brian Pillman's opponents? So British Bulldogs opponent first, please. At the same event? Yes. There were stipulations for each match. Shit. You want to know the stipulations or just the opponents? The opponents. Are you Googling just now? No, because I genuinely don't know who this is. Well, if you need a clue, think back to the In Your House Canadian Stampede. Shamrock. Well done. Who is Brian Pillman's? No idea. I'll give you a clue of the stipulation. If Pillman lost, he had to wear a dress the next night on Raw. Dress, 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 dress. What, just a random dress or this person's dress? Just a dress. So who was a bit of a weirdo back then? <laughs> there's a clue for you. You just kind of said it. What, there's somebody who's a weirdo? Could it have been Raven or something like that? Um, fuck, Raven wasn't even there at that point. Oh. Do you want a clue? Yes. Goldust, yes. Who, who was, for all intents and purposes, a bit of a weirdo back then? Oh, he still is. Number 10. How did SummerSlam 2009 end? How did the show close? How did the show close? Who the fuck was the main event? Who was the main event? Who was the main event? You're watching you on Skype, your eyes are darting back and forth more than Eric Young's right now. Eyes <laughs> are right here. I don't know even. What, give me a clue who the main event was. It was CM Punk and Jeff Hardy in a cracking TLC match. So it was. So it was. That was the month before Jeff left, wasn't it? Mm hmm. How did it close? Shit! I think we fucking discussed this last week. I think we did. Somebody didn't cash in. Did they? No. Could Punk win? What the fuck? Do you want a clue? Mm-hmm. I'll rephrase the question. How did the lights go out at the end of SummerSlam? How did the lights go out? Yeah. Because Taker came back. Yeah, how exactly? Oh, fuck, that's right, because him and Punk ended up having a little wee feud as well, not long after it. I can't remember, but they ended up having a feud like a month or so after. Well, Punk was lying and he was standing above Jeff Hardy in the middle of the ring. Like, it was literally his legs on either side of Jeff Hardy's body. Lights went out, Undertaker was underneath when the lights came back up. 
So, Jeff Hardy was consumed. <laughs> His soul and body was consumed by Undertaker. My mind just goes blank at some of these questions. I know, that was a, it sounded like it was a bit of a tough one for you, so apologies. No, it wasn't even that tough. It was just, I, I don't know, panic under the pressure. Well, it's done now. You did not too bad. You did, you, oh, like four. You will. You excelled with the Nexus question. Oh, that, I remember that so well because of the times we've heard in a podcast. I oh, know. Right, that's us. Um, I did the whole iTunes plug thing earlier, so the podcasts you can get on this podcast network are ourselves, Outsiders Edge, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Keeping It Strong Style, and One Nation Radio. Uh, we are at Rick and Clive on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. That's not the Instagram handle, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. <laughs> um, I do columns. I do a 205 Live column every week for socialsuplex.com and Lords of Pain as well. But if you want the column from Social Suplex, you can subscribe. By doing that, you can also subscribe to podcasts when they drop as well. Um yeah, again, please leave us a five-star review. Get us up the, the rankings and the charts so that more people can hear us talk about Vince McMahon's MySpace page. Uh, have I missed anything? Anything you want to discuss before we drop out? Um, no, I don't I don't write columns. I read columns. I read yours on a weekly basis, but that's about it. Cool. No, I've got nothing else to say other than, you know, the usual. Thank you for listening and downloading. Yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks, guys. And I hope you have a lovely SummerSlam weekend slash takeover as well. Yep. And, and like we say, next week and a couple of weeks after is going to be a fun podcast for us, especially next week. And like I say, it's a couple of weeks' time with Outsider's Edge. So listen out for those. Yep. And the person who I thought I was going to try and get on soon, I'll get you on soon. You might not even know I'm talking about you, but I'm talking about you. All right? I think I know, I think I know who you're talking about, so... All right. And it turns out it's a nice wee anniversary. This is too cryptic. Let's go home. Night, night, yep. guys. Thank you. Thank you for Thank listening you. to you, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.